I'm Paranormal Pete, and I'm on a journey to seek answers to the questions that have crossed all of our minds. What happens to us when we die? Is there an afterlife? I'm a regular guy who discovered the gift of psychic mediumship in my 30s. My passion for history and the unknown have put me right here, right now. My mantra for anything paranormal is, we don't know much and anything is possible. Join me as we find our way through the stories, evidence, and experiences of the paranormal and beyond in search of answers, even if that leads to more questions. Are you with me? Most of us didn't sign up for that. You know, we are face-to-face type of people. So yeah. it, it's been it's been a big transition for me. Um, but I, I've learned a lot about myself, you know. Um, it's kind of nice. got me back into doing a little bit more music, which I kind of got away from for a while. And then it kind of got me back into reading more about, um, you know, physics and the paranormal and just... You know, so there's some good things that came up, but in terms of the whole quote, sure. yeah, I'm burned out. <laughs> I really am. I'm, I'm ready to be done. And I miss I, investigating. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I know we're all exhausted and some, some more than others, but uh, yeah, everybody you know, is. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been kind of asking um, guests of the, of the show each week, you know, and I know that you're psychic and mm-hmm. very sensitive um, how, I mean, did you just feel the weight of everything on top of the physical world? Were you also feeling everyone else's, you know, anxieties there, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. being scared, yeah. tension, you know, all yep. that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I'm really empathic. I mean, it's, I was telling McKenna, my friend, the other day, who's also on the team that, you know, right now I'm doing work from home and I'm picking, and this is going to sound crazy, but I, I'm picking up stuff, uh, empathic stuff from the computer, uh, from like reading these patients' charts, like actually feeling like, oh my God, what these people are going through, and and uh, yeah, it's been it's been tough. I've been picking up a lot of, uh, like you said, anxiety. There are a lot of times I felt really anxious. I'm going, what the heck, you know, what's going on here? A lot of anger, a lot of that. So yeah, and uh, it seems like I'm more open now than I was a year ago. I don't know why, but. Maybe because wow. I'm overloaded. <laughs> yeah, it could just be the yeah. sheer sheer volume of stuff. Um, how did you how did you kind of manage that? Because I imagine a lot of people um, who listen and follow the show out there, they've felt you know some of the same stuff. How did you kind of deal with it and mm-hmm. get through it? Well, one of the things that really helped me was I walked a lot. I did a lot of walking with my dogs that really helped clear my mind. And I think the physical act of movement helped disperse some of that anxiety energy, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really kept in touch with how I was feeling. I got a bit depressed, you know, so I did some self-care around that, you know, just try to do meditation, um, try to do something good for myself once in a blue moon, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I didn't watch a lot of the news because <laughs> I mean, I do watch the news, but I would take news breaks. I just couldn't, you know, it's too much. It was too much. Yeah. Sure. And I would take a mental health day here and there at at work. I would do it if I had to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I hope, you know, 
anybody out there, if you have the chance to do that, follow, follow that advice and, you know, take a personal yeah. day if you can. And yeah, I like the idea. Yeah, it, exactly. And I, and I like the idea, you know, going out for a walk and, and your, your dogs, I'm sure can be a handful. At some oh points. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got the a herd. whole truck. Yeah, you've got a whole herd over there, so I'm sure that, oh, yeah. that helps. You know, get get you through just about anything. But the physical I, herd and the non-physical herd. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I think because of your career in the medical field, and we've talked about this before. Um, you know that Mary's got a whole gaggle of people with her, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you've spent a lot of time in the medical field. You've experienced mm-hmm. a lot of people passing yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah. And, you know, I mean, what do you think? I, I always feel like they just kind of cling on to you. Um, you, you know, you're you know, kind so- of a, someone that reminds them of here. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel it and I, I get really exhausted. And then uh, sometimes I'm pretty good about shielding myself. I haven't been this last year. It's been tough. I haven't been able to do it that well, but, and, you know, sometimes I'll just tell them to go away. <laughs> that sounds terrible, <laughs> but you know, I need my, I, I can't have that all the time, you know? Um, yeah. Now I have like my dogs and my late husband and, you know, sometimes my mom, my dad will come through and my friend, yeah. my guitar buddy who passed away, but that's, that's okay. But right. I don't. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I'll ask you, know, what can I do to help you? you know, what do you need? Do you need a Passover? You know, what do you need? So I'll, I'll do that too sometimes now. Yeah. Oh, so you feel like sometimes, you know, they're really trying to poke you and, and get your attention? Sometimes. Yeah. Not all the time. Thank God. <laughs> Unless it's my family and friends, then that's different. <laughs> sure. Sure. I always like to, you know, kind of jokingly say, you know, your, your gaggle of, of spirit friends it always reminds me of the facts of life that yes. show from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really ta- does. Yeah. You're taking them all in, they're hanging out and they like you. And so now they're a part of your group. Yep. <laughs> you get the whole that's facts about, of life going. That's about right. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll get a little shout out to my mom here. She says hello to both of us. Hey mom. Hello. <laughs> and Linda's asked a question. Oh, stop it, Linda. (laughs) (laughs) Does your paranormal work help with your work with COVID? What do you you think? I mean, do you you think your um, innate empath abilities, you know, do you feel like you can understand a person more or feel what they're feeling and maybe be able to help them better? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can walk in a room. And feel somebody, you know, like the person will be really angry, but I can kind of feel past that. And I can kind of cut to the chase and, you know, kind of hit, hit it on the nail. And the patients are always like, gosh, you, you always listen to me so well. And it's like, if I told you what I did, you would run out of the room probably. <laughs> but no, it does help. It's true. It does help. You know, I don't talk to my patients about that stuff unless they know. Some patients know that I am into the paranormal and I've known, they know that I've done you know, okay. all kind of stuff, but, and they're okay with it. But the majority of the patients, I don't, you know, I don't tell sure, them sure. about it. <laughs> yeah, it might be, <laughs> it might be a little weird at first, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, more and more people seem to be 
mm-hmm. more, you know, open to the paranormal um, and, you know, just the feel of it and the experience of it. I've, I've noticed mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, um, you know, every ghost walk when I'm kind of introducing myself and about the tour, I was asked, you know, who are the open skeptics, who are the believers mm-hmm. and, and who are the skeptics? And maybe it's just the demographic, but the skeptics seem to get less and less each year. So I have to agree with you. Yeah. You know, I think COVID kind of gave people a bit of a wake up call when it comes to their mortality. You know, you don't really think about what's going to happen to you. You know, you think you're going to keep going, but in the world I work in, it's doesn't work that way. You know, Uh, my belief in the afterlife, I've helped lots of people pass over uh, to the other side and we're able to talk to them a little bit if they were open to it about the afterlife and, you know, not being afraid and that type of thing. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so have you seen, uh, been able to um, witness, you know, near death experiences with people, with patients? Oh. I mean, have you seen? Oh the, yeah, I did with the- my husband. Yeah, I did with my husband. My oh, wow. Husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, it- he, do you want me to tell you or is that okay? Yeah. Or- yeah. We have time oh, yeah. Or- I'd, love- oh, okay. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. He, we got two uh, hours, she- Mary. We got oh, okay. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No, I'm just kidding. So he, he passed away from pancreatic cancer, but he was, it was, you know, he was in a coma and he'd been on oxygen, been on a heavy morphine drip. So he was unconscious. And mm-hmm. one of the things we had talked about before he uh, was ready, I said, who do you want to pass you over? Now he, he wasn't sure about the afterlife, but I was a firm believer. So he said, I want my dog, Nikki to pass me over. I said, okay, then. That's who you look for when it's time. Well, I'll be damned. And then he, oh, excuse me. Uh oh. So I'll watch it. So okay. he, uh, okay. <laughs> he kept saying 445 15, 445 15. I'm going, what that? Then it dawned on me he was picking a time to go. So exactly at 440 in the morning, this man sat up in bed, took his oxygen mask off, uh, and started calling his dog. He's, come on, Nikki, let's go, honey. Come on, Nikki, let's go. And the whole room, it just, this whole room lit up in this bright light and he called her a couple times. I mean, of course I'm sitting there with my mouth open and he just laid back down the room closed in the lights, you know, the light was gone and it was exactly four forty in the morning and he was gone. And the nurse came in at that exact moment. It said, he's gone. It's like, how did she, how did she know that? <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was, I feel oh very gosh. blessed to have been there. It was painful, but it was a great gift for me, you know. I, I think, uh, wow, what a interesting and great experience. And I love your attitude about it. That, yeah, it was painful, but you got to witness something pretty incredible. So that was miraculous. It really was, and wow. it was so weird because after he passed, I looked at his body and I said to myself, "I knew he wasn't there anymore. I knew the person that was him." His essence mm-hmm. was gone and what was laying there was just a shell. It was really weird. That was kind of strange, but yeah, you know, uh, I've had patients. I've gone into rooms with patients and I'll see somebody standing in a corner who looks out of place. I know you've seen spirits too. And they always look out of place. Don't they? They're the clothes look different mm-hmm. or the energy looks different. Um, and I went in to check on this woman who's terminal 
and I, this is when it's when I used to be an RN and uh, I went back out and I said, oh crap, I forgot something. I walked back in again and I see this guy standing in the corner and this, he looked like he was dressed in the 1940s, with the suit and the hat. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, I said, well, who's that? She goes, well, that's my brother. I said, well, that's cool. So I go back out and I'm standing there doing something. I go, wait a minute. So I go back in again. <laughs> He's gone and she's dead. Yeah. So I, her brother came to take her. <sighs> Holy yeah. smokes, that's incredible. Yeah, it's like, and, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he yeah. was just there. I've seen and a lot then, of crazy stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we're going to be taking a station break here in just a minute. But okay. you, now, have you found that like a lot of your coworkers uh, over the years and they're having these, you know, these kind of strange experiences or possibly mm-hmm. seeing other people. I mean, what's kind of the general consensus that you've noticed uh, towards the paranormal field with the medical field? Most of them are open to it. They really are. Uh, and some of them will come to me and say, Hey, I've had this weird activity in my house. What do you think? You know, mm-hmm. but the majority of the people are open to it, but they, they won't, you know, they'll talk to me about it, but they won't talk to many other colleagues about it. It's still a little bit m- hush hush but not like it used to be you know it's better <laughs> it's not so taboo anymore right <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god no no Mm-mm. not like it used to be yeah well we're gonna take Pretty a cool. quick yeah we're gonna uh, touch a little bit more on that and move on to some other okay. awesome subjects and we're gonna take a quick station break here on let's talk radio wltkdb be sure to follow it on facebook under wltkdb And uh, we'll see you on the flip side here on the Paranormal Pete Show with special guest Mary Bethune. Maggie Reiki is a full-service Reiki therapy center offering both in-person and distance Reiki sessions. Reiki is a gentle healing energy that can assist in clearing, repairing, and maintaining energy that is vital for optimal health. Reiki can also assist with anxiety, depression, and even addiction. You can schedule a Reiki session by visiting our website, www.mackiereiki.com. That's www.m-a-c-k-e-y-r-e-i-k-i.com. Patreon is a place for creators. We're one of them. Visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash WLTKDB. Check out all the unique support tiers we offer. You can get early release episodes, station mugs and t-shirts, free station service work, and much more. Help the station reach its $1,000 per month goal to make our station totally ad-free. Patreon.com slash WLTKDB. We appreciate your support. Well, they Hey everybody, welcome back to the Paranormal Pete Show. We just paid some bills. We're ready to come back here on Let's Talk Radio. <laughs> you know, got to pay the bills. Um, so before the break, uh, if you're just tuning in, we're with Mary Bethune from the Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society. And we were just talking about how Mary's in the medical field and and how what the general consensus is with the medical field in regards to the paranormal field. And Mary, you're saying that, you know, it's not as taboo anymore and a lot of people are open to it. I mean, do you think that um, incorporating kind of the work that you do outside of work (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I mean, is that, that's kind of, seems to me, it's more than just physical care that, you know, you can provide if, yeah. you know, if you have that side of you to it as well, oh, it's, yeah. it's more yeah. of overall care, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to that person, you know, feeling what their soul is saying, that sort of thing. That's exactly, you nailed it. <clears throat> oh my feeling gosh. what their soul is saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it really is true. You know, um, you know, as I was saying a bit earlier, you can just, I can walk into a room and I can pretty much read a person and, and I get impressions, these like a knowing or a feeling just comes over me. Um, I've, I've actually made a couple of diagnoses that way. And, you know, and I'm trying to kind of, how am I going to, how am I going to approach this patient without making them think I'm crazy? You know, <laughs> I had a, an example is I had a young woman who was in for her routine exam and um, I was doing a breast exam. She was young. She was only 30 and I found a lump in her breast and I knew it was cancer the knowing came over and I said, well, how am I going to do this? So I said, Hey, you know, I just found this little spot here and I had her feel as if you ever felt that before. She goes, no. I said, well, we'll get a mammogram to be safe. Well, it was cancer and, but, and it was early. So, you know, she came back, oh, you know, you saved my life. Thank you. You know, but you know, I, I'm really glad I followed that, but it, I couldn't help it. It was like, Oh, you're going to follow this. You, know? <laughs> you don't yeah. have a choice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's one of those yeah sometimes you just have to listen to where what you're getting pushed on (laughs) I had another lady that was in the ER and she was young like in her 20s and she was short of breath I was the only complaint I thought well you know I kind of went through stuff in my head and then it came to me again she's got pulmonary she's got a pulmonary embolus and so I go and order what's called a VQ scan. This was, of course, a long time ago. They don't do those anymore. So the radiologist calls me and it's just giving me major grief. Why are you doing this? She's too young to have pulmonary embolus, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, look, just do it. And so, of course, he ate crow and he called me back. He goes, how did you know? He goes, she had multiple pulmonary. Her lungs were full of pulmonary embolus. So I would have sent her home. She would have died. She oh would have died. And he was like, well, how did you know? And it's like, I said, well, I just kind of followed my gut. Like, what am I going to tell him? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, no, I'm not going to tell you how I knew that. Sorry, buddy. You know? So, yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's amazing. So gosh, you know, healing is a part of maybe your, just part of your soul's journey is, is being a healer. Oh yeah. I I definitely believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, It's funny because it's something I always knew I was going to do, even as a little kid. I kind of had, uh, this is what what I'm going to do. I'm going to get done with school. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. And I did it. So it's cool. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Did you have any experiences as a kid that, um, you know, opened you up? Or did you grow up in a, you know, a house where the promoted, you know, being an open mind? Or, you know, did you have an experience as a kid? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had tons of experiences you know I would see spirits and a lot of times I wouldn't say anything because I you know I just would be like I don't know you know but I was raised in a Puerto Rican Catholic family and so you can imagine you know I went to school in Catholic Church in Puerto Rico so it was pretty strict but mm-hmm. I would have these prophetic dreams um, okay. about stuff and one was I kept having this dream about a funeral and I had it for months and I didn't say anything to anybody and then my father had found out his mom was sick and was dying. So the morning we were leaving, I got up and walked into the kitchen and looked at my mom and said, well, we don't have to hurry now because grandma's dead. And right at that moment, the phone rang and my mom picked it up. And guess what? 
she had just she, died. She, yeah. um, <laughs> wow. And my mom goes, don't you tell anybody that, you know, don't tell anybody because my mom didn't want to talk about it, but she was psychic too. So, yeah. Ah, so they, they, that's where you get it from. <laughs> I think so. And my sisters are too. So it kind of runs in the family. Um, yeah. I unfortunately, it, I mean, there were times that, you know, I had a friend die when she was like 17 and her little brother would come over and he says, Shirley says to tell you that she's okay, you know, and I'd have dreams about them or I'd see them. So it, it, sometimes I, it, it didn't scare me, but it just felt normal, you know? Okay. Just felt, felt normal. Yeah, so the paranormal felt normal for you. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> it did, really. It still does. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so well, that's crazy. I didn't uh, know that you had those kind of experiences as, as a kid. And Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when were you able to kind of finally um, feel okay talking about that stuff with people? Was it, you know, after you grew up, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of how did yeah. that in my out? teens, in my teens, I met, I met up, met some more weirdos <laughs> who we all <laughs> believed in the afterlife. No, so, I mean, you know, cause that's yeah. what you were considered back then. Um, and that's when it made a big difference when I realized, gosh, there's other people having these experiences and, um, you know, we meet up as groups. This is before meetup got a, famous you know but mm-hmm. you didn't feel alone and you felt okay about it so that was that was good yeah and that's i talk about that all the time with the ghost conferences is a great place to meet people who don't automatically think you're crazy <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of nice it you know it's it's funny going back to um it working in the medical field because you know everybody's trained in in science and the scientific method and you know mm-hmm. but the people i've worked with have been so cool um they ha- they know what i do and they're just thinking that, oh that's really that's really interesting you know um right. i saw a kid a dead kid well spirit of a kid laying on in one of the stretchers in a minor operating room and i went up to the nurse's stations to get the chart for the kid and they said there's no kid in there i said there's a kid seven-year-old kid described him you know she said, Mary, there's nobody in there. I, I went back in there and the kid was gone. So I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, now, when, you, when you're staying, you know, when you're seeing these, these spirits, do you think, um, you know, are you mostly seeing them how they probably would want to be seen or are you seeing them kind of in a death state? I see all, everyone I've seen has been how they want to be seen. I've never seen okay. anybody in a death state ever. Yeah. And it's so interesting because they always, like I've seen my husband a few times and he's always younger and healthy, which is great, you know. Um, but again, like I said, most of people are seem out of place. and They seem like a little shimmery, you know. It's like they just don't, it's like the energy is kind of weird. I don't know how to describe it. Like you, you look in a corner or you're walking down the street and you see another person and you go, sure. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. You know, it's you've kinda, done that. Yeah. yeah it's it's kind of like a, it's a different signal. <laughs> that's yeah, there. exactly. And so it's just not quite right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering if, uh, I'll just put it out there. If anybody listening, if you've ever had, you know, an experience where you've seen a spirit, uh, was it, uh, do you think it was how that person or spirit wanted to be seen or have you seen people in their death state? 
Um, I've seen both and I prefer to only see them how they want to be seen, but sometimes that just doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm glad I don't see that. Yeah, it's <clears throat> that one's not, not not so much fun. But anybody out there, if you want to comment or put it on the station chat at WLTKDB.com or on the face Let's Talk Radio Facebook page. Uh oh, it looks like Jody uh says hello to us uh oh, geez, 15 minutes ago sorry jody i didn't see that <laughs> well hello <laughs> um you know th- comment on the facebook page or on the station chat and you know if you've had an experience you know did you think you saw somebody in the way they wanted to be seen or in their death state and i again hope it's just how they wanted to be seen I, I will definitely want to look younger and slimmer. Me too. <laughs> As a ghost. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm it, going to, I tell you now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to haunt Port Gamble. Um, I think it's easy. Visit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's easy to do that. Uh, we had a, a house here and I don't know if I've told you this one. There was a house here and, and one of the residents had, gone back home to see family and then she ended up passing away and oh. yeah and so her family came out here and uh to help get all her stuff out and uh my wife and i were helping out with that and we were went to the house in the evening and we both inside when we went inside we introduced ourselves as we normally do in a house here in port gamble you say who you are and it was just us two and all of a sudden we hear hello oh wow and we both kind of looked at each other and said what did you say no i didn't say anything what'd you say i didn't say anything and we i mean thinking about it it sounded just like that resident's voice they had a very they had a very unique voice and that's awesome so I know that I'll, it'll be easy to haunt here because it seems to happen so e- easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It um, does. Well, so real quick, I want to just touch on, you mentioned earlier you were getting back into music a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, you, you know, you kind of gotten out of it, but that's, um, you know, what's your thinking on the connection between music and spirituality or the other side? Oh, wow. (laughs) Deep question. (laughs) Deep question. Um, Well, I think, you know, when, when you're in the zone and you know what I'm talking about when you're in the zone, when you're in that space where everything's together, you got Mm -hmm. the notes right, you got the rhythm right, you got the music right. And you're not even consciously thinking about that. Mm-hmm. When it happens to me, I'm kind of like, I feel like it's coming from someplace else. I don't okay. know if that makes any sense, but that's, yeah. how, it, that's how it is for me. I've even, okay, you're going to laugh when you hear this. When I used to play a lot of guitar, <laughs> I used, I had dreams, like I would have guitar teachers come to me in my dreams when I couldn't figure out a part of a guitar part. And one time Jimi Hendrix came <laughs> in my dream. I love oh. and, and he, yeah, that's what I said, man. I, and, um, he showed me the part I couldn't figure out. So of course I immediately jump out of bed and run the guitar. And that was the part. And you could play it. (laughs) Yeah, I could play it. It was easy. Thank God. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, So, so I think that's, you know, that's how it is for me. I think you just kind of get into that 
flow that super conscious flow i think when you're in the zone it's yeah yeah well where's jimmy been the last 15 years of my life i <laughs> know uh, me too i only came one time he probably gave up it's like oh my yeah. god <laughs> you're a great musician pete you're really good <laughs> thanks uh you know i just i'm just interested in it uh the the connection with music and spirituality and i think mm-hmm. what do you think about this that you know you're talking about being in the zone I would say for everybody, whether you play an instrument or not, when you're playing Mm -hmm. music in some sort of fashion, whether you're beating on the table, pots and pans, you're playing a guitar, you know, a a tuba, whatever it is, you're, you're in that moment. I agree. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about anything else. You're thinking about Mm -hmm. that and you're in that moment, which I think then opens us up. Yeah, it does. Uh, more on the spiritual side. I think that opens up and promotes, you know, the psychic ability that is within each of us. And mm-hmm. I know that's cliche. You know, everybody's psychic, but you know, to, in some way, yes, I, I, I think so too. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And so I think music is a, is a big part of that. And plus, you know, science has shown that musicians or people that study music their brain talks to itself differently than someone who doesn't play music or isn't really, doesn't really have an interest in it. You know, the right and the left halves of the brain Mm -hmm. uh, talk to each other more fluently, or there's different connections there. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. And so I think that's why, you know, you see a lot of musicians who are more spiritual or, uh, the other way is you see a lot of people in the paranormal field are into music or they play music. You know, that's true. And the Think other thing it. I was thinking, yeah, the other thing I was thinking too, that's interesting is um, when you play, okay, music is energy. You play notes, there's vibrations. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that these vibrations can change a part of your consciousness and kind of raise you up to that, you know, that afterlife, paranormal you know that open consciousness to where you are in touch with the afterlife or yeah it gives uh, you that the spirituality you know it's kind of like a uh you know a chord so to speak (laughs) you know it creates a connection and we just had a comment on the facebook page to that exact point you just made by dave emmons hey dave aka aka pops um (laughs) he says music is a vibrational frequency changer so there you go uh and i yeah i think you know because you're creating those vibes (laughs) those groovy vibes out there (laughs) you know that you do connect in some way um you know and i think that i think that more work should be done more research should be done with sound waves music um, mm-hmm. because it's so ingrained into us as a species mm-hmm. you know th- if you think about it what's you know other than booze and war one other thing that's been a constant throughout human history is music is music yeah absolutely you know yeah. and so you know and maybe somebody out there knows you can comment if you do you know probably you know you're talking you know, thousands of years ago, did people use music to connect to the other world, to connect to the other side, 
do people today still use music to connect to the other side? And so that's something that I'm interested in, in researching because I think it does have, I think there's something to it. Just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think people use music for meditation and, you know, you think of the shamans, what they do, you know, I've done a, lot, a fair amount. And so has Linda Myers uh, has done, Meyer has done a lot of shamanic journey journeying. I can't talk here, but they, I mean, you use drumming, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. To get to that state of yeah, consciousness. And, yep. The rhythm and the actual sound wave from the percussive sound may do yeah. something. Yeah. You got to check out the Monroe Institute, Pete. They do a lot of work with binaural beats and accessing consciousness and astral traveling. It's a bunch of, it's crazy. You should check it out. I'm going to go there one day. But nice. Yeah. Check it yeah. Out. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love using um, binaural beats. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I use that to, um, kind of as a centering tool or a way to kind of, you know, focus and be in the moment, uh, which I'm always talking about on this show, you know, don't forget to take time to be in the moment. And so I use, you know, there's a, there's lots of great apps out there that people can download. Um, oh yeah, absolutely for that. And I've just found that it just works for me. It may not work for everybody, but man, uh, if I sit there and listen to that for like 20 minutes to a half an hour, I feel like I'm going to blow up with spiritual energy. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, it just feels like it, explain it, explain it. Yeah. And I think because I play music, the audio based, you know, the beings that it's audio based that that kind of mm-hmm. gives me a boost in, in some way. So yeah. if you're out there, yeah. Check out binaural waves. Uh, yeah, yeah. And cool. There's there's lots of apps that you can download off the you know Google Play Store, or the Apple Store, um, and they're kind of like a meditation tool. And you know what I've found and what I've um, tell people and tell my clients, you know, when you know I feel like it's it's something they could use is to don't overdo it when you try doing it, and the the goal is to get to be in the moment and Mm -hmm. you remember those um pictures from the 90s that are they're all pixels and if you stare at it for a while then you see an image kind of come through yes Mm -hmm. you remember those (laughs) oh yeah i remember those yeah well you think about like that as an audioscape so when you're listening to like these binaural wave apps it's almost like you're hearing all the sounds but you're focusing on one and then you can see the true picture yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I well, love it. I, I wanted to, let's kind of shift over. And now we've been talking about, you know, music and waves and frequency change and all that. <laughs> let's talk about some other frequencies and your work with the North American station. Yeah. Um, and tell us what, tell us what is the North American station? Uh, the North American station is a spirit contact group on the other side. Now, evidently there's spirit contact groups. There's been some that have been around for a long time, particularly in Europe and believe it or not, Russia. And okay. their whole, their whole focus is to help people with understanding the afterlife to get the word out. Hey, we're not dead. You don't die. Um, <laughs> Some of the, I mean, yeah, some of the stations uh, reportedly have different type of 
spirits or souls working there, any, anywhere from Tesla to uh, Radhavi uh, to Jobs or Jobs, or Jobs, yeah, Jobs. Steve um, Jobs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's really interesting. So what we do, there's a group of us, and, and we're all over the United States, is we sit down once or twice a week and make contact with these folks and um, just get, you know, try to contact, okay, like, for instance, someone asked me, can you contact my brother for me or my mother? And, and I will do that and get a message from them to, you know, and it helps. So, I mean, that's one of the things it's for. That's my main focus is to help people. Some right, people use it right. for, Hey, how do, what kind of piece of equipment would help me better contact you? You know, so they will send them information on that and they'll try to build it. So it's really fascinating. It's, it's just kind of mind blowing actually. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I've heard you speak about this before at the Port Gamble ghost conference. And who was, which, who was this, the guy that he was, you know, leading on this work? I think it must've been in the forties or fifties, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember it was kind of a um, Eastern European sounding name. And then he had passed uh-huh. away and his colleagues that kept the work going on actually had him coming through on their audio. Do you remember oh, who that was? Um, man, there's, um, Senkowski is one of them. He was a physicist that kind of started EVP ITC work. I, that, I think that's who it was. I think that's yeah, who it yeah. was. That's, yeah, he was, uh, he was from Germany. And okay. he had been doing that type of research since like the 70s, 60s and 70s. So, yeah. Um, yeah, well, he, he did a lot, of, a lot of research on that. That was his focus, was yeah. ITC, audio ITC. So. And so, I mean, tell us... Uh, you know, I, these two things, ITC and the and what you're doing with the North America station, I mean, that's hand in hand. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Is- yeah. Instrumental transcommunication. You know, you, you can you, you use any, you know, you use radios, computers, phones, TVs. Um, some people actually use water, light and um, all kind of different stuff, uh, reflective surfaces to actually communicate with the other side. So it's like- pretty fascinating. Okay, even like a mirror, you mm-hmm. know. Mirror. Some okay. people have used, used like almost like um, aluminum foil. I've seen photograph. I've seen photos of people from the other side, like imprinted on this aluminum foil. There's a lady oh. in uh, Brazil, Sonia Rinaldi, who I was fortunate enough to see her speak. Her work is incredible. I mean, some of the f- photography she gets. You know, she, you can also use the TV and do a, a video loop feedback. Um, system and um they uh they've gotten pictures you get they get pictures of people from the other side i think i don't know if you remember remember i was showing like people from the on the video loop feedback it shows photographs of people on the other side yes yeah and then it actually shows cats in the afterlife so yeah i mean there's a lot of different uh work that's going on with that what's your favorite um what do you call instrument to use well Yes, the ghost box. I love the ghost box. And I like doing the North American station, which is through the computer. Those are my two favorite. Yeah. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, they're very, two, very two different ways of communicating with the other side. Um, mm-hmm. North, uh, the um, North American station uses gibberish. It's very similar to EVP maker. They take a bunch of words and just chop them up. And the theory is they use this to speak through. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think here in a couple of minutes, let's, 
let's play some of those audio clips that you have from that. But I also want to give a shout out to the NWPRG for listening. Um, Thanks for the support. And yep. Thanks for the shout out. We'll give you a shout out back. So (laughs) thanks. (laughs) Yes. You're awesome. Um, So now you have to have kind of a trained ear. Would you say when you're doing this kind of work? Oh yeah. You're going to be patient. (laughs) Real patient. (laughs) How long, how long have you been doing ITC research? Um, Now the ghost box I've been doing for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, The other stuff, the North American station and a a few other ITC or I've done direct voice radio too. I can tell you a little bit about that. That's about five years now. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no, I really like the audio work. <laughs> I really like the audio work a lot. Yeah. That's my favorite. You know, I've tried some water ITC, but it, you know, maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. I haven't maybe not tried it enough, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of focusing on, on audio more. Well, maybe because you're, you know, passion for music and the, oh, you know, it kind of yeah. makes, yeah, it kind of makes the audio just kind of work a little bit better for you because you're already, your brain's already kind of trained that way. Yeah, and um, clear audience too, so that helps. You know. Yeah, the eagle ears. Eagle ears, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hear everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mary, will, crazy. Mary will hear something on an investigation, and we're like, what? And then you'll find it in the audio. There will be an EVP in there of what she yeah. thought she heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, so I wanted to... Um, play uh if we could play clip 17 now this is through the north america station and this is your husband doug oh, okay. i'm here love i hear with you yeah, so yeah. if we could get number clip 17 everybody listen see if you can pick out what is said doug are you here please yes or no Doug, are you here, please? Yes or no? Yeah, I could hear that. Of course, I'm used to it. You hear it right <laughs> well, towards the end. You hear, I'm here, love. And right at the end, you hear, I'm here with you. I found that very difficult when I first started doing it. I got really frustrated, but I hung in there, so... <laughs> what I mean, what kind of things other than recording mm-hmm. all of your sessions? I mean, is it just the amount of time that you have to put into yeah, you know, is. the listening and then finding validation? Right. Um, yeah. You know, in something or you know, it's yeah. just it's just the time you have to put in. It's the time, yeah. And one of the things we did at the beginning is we would ask certain questions like, is this if the signal is clear, say signal you know, and you would hear signal, you know, mm-hmm. or if you, if the signal is not clear, say difficult and you would hear difficult. So we would try to get validation that way. Um, it was, it, it's, yeah, it was tough at first. It really was. I almost gave up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it takes a lot of patience uh, in yeah, paranormal really research, <laughs> especially when you're doing uh, data review. So, oh God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also, let's do, um, the, I think this one is a direct voice one, and this is clip number 15, and 
if we uh, go ahead and play that uh, clip 15, then we'll talk about it on the other side. This is Mary. My spirit guide's here. I heard, hi, Mary. Who's that? Who? This is Mary. My spirit guide's here. I heard, hi, Mary. Who's that? Who? So tell us a little bit about what's going on with that clip. Okay, well, the direct radio voice communications, basically you take a radio and you put it between stations, so you're not getting a lot of that ghost box noise that you get, you know, so it's kind of between stations. And so what you hear when I ask, you know, when I first ask my first questions, you hear someone go, hi, Mary. And then you hear, and that you kind of have to really listen for, but it's there. And then you hear a hello, and that hello was my mother-in-law. That was my oh, mother-in-law. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. That kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I, I did not expect that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can hear the hellos in there. Those come yeah. through yeah. pretty well. And at the end, I said, who is this? And it sounds to me like Rachel. I got the name Rachel or Rachel. So that's kind of what it mm-hmm. sounded like to me. But um Marcello Bacci, who's passed away about two years ago, did this type of work with tube radios for like 50 years in his home in a small town in Italy. Whoa. You got to check this guy out. And his work was phenomenal. I mean, he'd have the tube radios and a microphone hanging in front of it and people sitting in his living room, you know, and that's what he did for 50 years. Wow. What's what's his name? Marcello Bacci, B-A-C-C-I. Yeah. Okay. Amazing man. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting with the tube radios. I wonder. I mean, I'm I'm not super techie, so I'm not either. <laughs> but I, I imagine. <clears throat> I imagine it's a it's it's almost like a different range. Uh, I'm sure somebody out there is pulling their hair out listening to me talk about it. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, a tube radios. I'm sure it, maybe has just a different connection. Uh, Could be yeah. <clears throat> well, wow, yeah, that's, like that's cool. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty neat. I, I haven't done a lot of work with that, but I'm getting back into it. So, <laughs> well, it's it's <clears throat> now. How would somebody, if they're interested, is there a website for the North American station? Somebody can yeah, check out. Oh, absolutely! It's the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, and they're doing all kind of work. And they actually have a section just on ITC. I've been to their conferences and they're really good. Craig Hogan um, is the one who who's the head of the uh, the uh, that group. But yeah, they, that would be a great website to start with. Um, another person who's really good if you want to look at water and light ITC is Ryan Silverstar. He his work will blow your mind. I mean, he gets pictures of horses and people. I mean, it's amazing what he can wow. do. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes me think of uh, the skull experiments uh, in yeah. England where they were getting all those yeah. crazy images on film. Film, uh, yeah. On un- open film, you know, cans. Um, that were, that but, were locked up. Yeah, locked yeah. up, completely yeah. controlled, and they're yep. getting pictures of, you know, 
St. Petersburg and (laughs) the pyramids. And and writing too, (laughs) writing like messages on, yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. That's kind of stuff I love. Yeah, supposedly even uh, something written from Thomas Edison uh, on the film too. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. Now, when you <clears throat> when you're into the ITC, you're you're doing your research. I'm sure you've thought of a lot of different things that could be a possibility of of how it works. And mm-hmm. when I've seen um like i i really enjoy ghost box sessions with you um Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like you you always have somebody (laughs) that will come through and you know i think there's really something to it and one of my favorite experiences with this was you have a tech on the other side somebody your, your tech Mm-hmm. And Bill, <laughs> and Bill, yep, little Bill. I've I've heard a couple of different times where you've said, "Hey, Bill, are you here?" And then there's this voice, and it's the same voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's Bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about him a little bit, but first we have a, a comment from Facebook from Bob, and we know Bob. Um, hey, Bob. He says. Hi, Pete and Mary. Great show. Thanks, Bob. Um, Question for Mary. Explain the benefit, if any, of using ITC in an investigation. And that's that's a great question. Oh, you know, I guess it depends on the ITC that you're going to use. You know, I think, of course, using the ghost box is good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can get good real time communication if you're lucky. Um, The North American station could be a little tedious. But um, I think doing um, the video loopback, feed loopback with like either a computer or TV, um, you can actually capture images in real time in the Mm. place you're at. Now, I don't think we did that once as a team here in my house. We actually caught some people with hats on in in my house. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And then we did that. Yeah, you showed me the pictures. um, It was like cowboy hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we did it at Turner Joy and we didn't really get anything. So I think, I think those are the two best ones to use for, especially for collecting evidence. Yeah. So, yeah. So like a ghost box is that's kind of your field, your field tool for getting out an investigation. Mm -hmm. So now how, how do you set up a video uh, feedback loop on a TV? And the reason I ask is I'm wondering uh, you know, teams that go to people's houses to investigate a private home investigation to try and help mm-hmm. them out. If, you know, you think it would be beneficial depending on the, the activity that's reported, um, right. Right. you know, if it kind of fits, if this may help you find the kind of activity that's reported, I mean, right. is it easy to do that on a, on a TV and should yeah. teams, you know, maybe approach it with a client and say, Hey, let's try this and see if we can get anything to come through because we may. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. It's really not that hard. I mean, you just set the TV up to basically a white noise if you mm-hmm. can do that. And then you set, set up your video to where you are. Um, you have to plug it in a certain way, which I can't explain. Right now. I'd have to think about it, but once it's plugged in, you, you just shoot, take the camera, uh, the digital recorder and start recording directly on the TV. So it creates this, you know, loop 
goes around the TV. Yeah. So right. yeah. Yeah. And right. it works pretty well. Yeah. So you you know I, plug I can... your plug your audio or your video into it basically. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 I'm just I think wondering... it's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Uh, it doesn't hurt anything, right? You know, you're not breaking the TV. <laughs> I mean, you can even use your computer if you want, you know, you and can do that. If you want. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it might um, be even easier. I think. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'm certainly going to give that a try. Um, it seems like it's low hanging fruit. If you can do it uh, yeah. on an investigation, why not? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's really hard to get, um, video and photos of, you know, souls, spirits. During yeah, the and, maybe, <clears throat> and maybe if you can get video and audio of something, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a voice or just a strange noise, but you also catch something on video at the same time, well, that's two different tools that you've gathered that piece of data on, which gives it more validation, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm totally into that. And you know, I'm totally into validating <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not easy to do all the time, but I'm totally into it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I just, you always seem to have things that come through with the ghost box. I think it's, it's really cool. It's fun to do those sessions with you because you never cool know yeah. quite what's going to happen. And yeah. we're at the, we're at the top of the first hour here on the paranormal wow. Pete show. I'm your host, Peter Orbe. Mm-hmm. We're with, Mary Bethune from the Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to take a big station break here and again, pay the bills. When we come back, I'm going to be asking Mary about her tech that works with her on the other side to help tune people in. So join us when we come back for the second hour of the Paranormal Pete Show. Let's talk radio, WLTKDB.com. For a vote, I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. President Biden will likely soon have a major legislative goal approved by Congress. I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi relied on those pointer sister lyrics to describe her mood a day before Democrats are expected to give final approval to a $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief bill. It goes a very long way to crushing the virus and solving our economic crisis. The measure includes stimulus checks for most individuals and extends unemployment insurance, but no Republican is expected to support the bill. So much of what is in this bailout is for the political class. It's not for the working class. Top budget committee Republican Jason Smith says much of the spending covers a liberal wish list, not a pandemic response. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. This evening, the House approved legislation that would prop up unions. It would block so-called right-to-work laws across the country and generally make it easier for unions to organize and prohibit companies from hiring replacement workers for those who go on strike. His future in the Senate is unclear. A sixth woman has come forward accused Using New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment. The allegation reported in the Albany Times Union newspaper in a news conference this afternoon. Cuomo said he was unaware of this latest claim and again said he never acted inappropriately. Let's have an investigation and then get the facts on the actual allegation. Uh, 
That's the smart way. Calls have grown from both sides of the aisle for him to step down, but he has said he is not resigning. Japan has decided to hold this summer's Olympics and Paralympics already postponed from last year without foreign spectators due to COVID concerns from the public. That's according to Reuters. America is listening to Fox News. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. I'm Alan Jones, founder and CEO of Bambi. I created Bambi specifically for small business. Get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain compliance for $99 a month, seriously. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. Go to Bambi.com slash money to schedule your free HR audit. That's BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash money. Texas Governor Greg Abbott traveled to the border city of Mission to get a first-hand look at the surge of migrants crossing the border. This crisis is a result of President Biden's open border policies. It invites illegal immigration and is creating a humanitarian crisis in Texas right now uh, that will grow increasingly worse by the day. Abbott says more than 800 criminals have been arrested, including sex offenders and gang members. A large manufacturer of beauty products is updating its packaging after talking with its customers. Unilever, maker of Dove and Tresemme, says it will exclude the word normal from its beauty products. It will also stop digital alterations of body shapes and skin colors of models in advertising to be more inclusive. The company says globally more than 100 brands have the word normal, which will be replaced by moisture replenish in other words unilever's own poll of 10,000 people globally showed that more than half felt using normal to describe hair or skin made people feel excluded 70 percent said using it in advertising had a negative impact jenny cosola fox news a long-awaited report commissioned by the university of texas has found the school song called the eyes of texas has no racist intent but the school president said athletes and band members will not be required to sing or participate when the song is played at games or other school events. The report was commissioned last year after a group of athletes, notably football players, called for the school to drop the song as part of a racial injustice program. A 24-person panel determined it was rooted in a message of accountability and striving toward excellence, but also noted the song was first performed at a minstrel show, most likely with performers in blackface. I'm Lisa Lacera, and this is Fox News. everybody welcome back to the paranormal pete show i'm your host peter Orbea, and episode 13 here on march 9th 2021 top of the second hour of the show here if you're listening back east hope we're keeping you company late night out here in the west coast hopefully we're keeping you company and uh, my goal is not making it be fall asleep driving so Don't want that going on out there. But uh, here with special guest, Mary Bethune from the Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society. And uh, gosh, we're just talking about all kinds of cool stuff. And <laughs> yeah, so before the break, you know, we're, we're in, into the ITC, Instrumental Transcommunication Research. And um, the, out of all the people I know, I think you're the person who's been doing it the longest. Um, oh wow! Or seriously, doing it the longest. <laughs> okay. Um, and you know, the, 
now Ghostbox and and I think ITC, you know, it's kind of in the paranormal field. I think you kind of either love it or you hate it type of thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think there's it's there's a pretty split opinion on it. Um and and you know, I get both sides. Um, oh, I do too. You yeah. know, some people uh you know might just be it's just too coincidental um mm-hmm. how you know you can't really take it as really credible evidence because it could be so circumstantial or a concept, you know, a consequent yeah. or a right. coincidence, not a consequence, right. a coincidence. Right. There's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and, you know, and then on the other side, it's like, well, if you kind of set yourself up right um, in how you do an audio session with ITC, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you have follow certain controls, um, things may not be so coincidental. Yeah. And, yeah. and I know that, um, on teams, team ops, we've done things before where we all remember, we all think of a word and we right. don't share it. We write it down. And then mm-hmm. one person has the words and then, you know, we're all supposed to be thinking about it and then see if anything comes through and i don't know i mean was that ever achieved i don't ever remember anybody's I don't the think we correct did. word coming through it didn't i don't think it did you yeah. know it's it's interesting because with ghost box i think your energy and your intention and your your frame of mind when you go into a session it's like when you go into a paranormal into an investigation mm-hmm. all those things really affect what kind of evidence you get. I really believe that, you know, um, sure. I, there've been times where I was just too, so tired that I went ahead and did the session anyway, and I didn't get much, you know, it just was flat, <laughs> you know? So but I think those, are, those things are important. Yeah. Well, it's almost like um, with something like that and, in you know, with the uh, using radio or the video mm-hmm. um, it, you almost, you're a tool as, as well. And I don't mean Absolutely. that in a bad way. Like you're a tool. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're, you're almost an instrument too, which, you know, may speak to, um, you know, parapsychology work of the human element yes. and the effect on an investigation. But, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, it's almost like you can think of it as if you're, if you're going to do a ghost box session, like you're part of the instrument tuning in as well. Absolutely. And, yep. Yeah. And I mean, do you think that that's kind of what you've honed in on a little bit over the years? Yeah, I do. Because I remember when I first started doing this, I just was not getting much of anything. And I, you know, I would get frustrated because I, my expectation was, well, I should be getting something, you know, why I'm, I'm sensitive. Yeah. You know, why am I not getting anything? And I, I came to realize, and I've worked with, I have some great mentors that have helped me with ghost bats on, um, you know, they told me, first of all, you know, just like I just said, you know, you have to have the intention, you have to have the energy for it. Um, mm-hmm. You've got to be in the right frame of mind. Otherwise, it won't work. Yeah. It's just not yeah. Gonna work. yeah. And you can even take that, you know, another level out just from an investigation standpoint mm-hmm. um, of maybe you know, setting the, you know, your intent of you're there to observe, you're there right. to gather data, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully there's evidence in that data, Right. but right. you have that intent and not like, a, 
you know, an intent of instigating, you know. Right. Uh, what, uh, yeah, one of the things that I try to do um, is when I, before I start the session, I'll say out loud, my intention is to speak to the spirits that are in this home or name a specific name or, you know, find out, you know, does so-and-so have a message for us? Or So I try to do that. And that, that seems to help a lot because it kind of focuses what, what you know, Mm-hmm. what the session is all about. So you're not kind of like randomly just asking questions about everything, <laughs> sure, which doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I found that, um, uh, here in, in Port Gamble with the, the Walker Ames house that, you know, I've spent so much time in mm-hmm. if you just, well, in other places too, if you just go in and, and say what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. You know, if you could help me out by talking with me, you know, it's, it seems to at least not piss things off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've done some great ghost box evidence at the Walker Ames. I, I just, that's my favorite place to go. Absolutely. I love it there. I do. I just well, love it. I'm pretty sure they like you too. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. I had a little kid follow me home one day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah oh that's okay she went back she i was sitting here in my room with the computer and all of a sudden i hear this little girl's voice mommy it's like uh hello i think you're in the wrong house <laughs> yeah but oh, she went man. back yeah she went back so it was all it was all good yeah so team ops caught in the attic of the walker ames years ago in evp that said mommy Oh and yeah, then, that's right. Remember that one? Do you think it yes. was a similar a similar voice to that? It was actually it was actually it was probably the same kid. Yeah, yeah like real young. It's a, it's yeah, a very very young child that says mommy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, mommy, mommy. And I believe it was an investigation where all the gear was set up, and then the house locked, and everybody left and came back the mm-hmm. next day and got stuff. So that and reviewed. Yep, and that makes it even more eight. interesting. Four well, hours of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and for every hour, it's two hours of review, right? Yeah, exactly. Because mm. you stop and go back and listen. And now um, oh, we got another comment from McKenna, uh, McKenna Long, who's also a medium. Uh, she says, "Hi guys, awesome Hi, show. Love investigating with you both." And she likes my Zoom background. If you're watching on the Facebook, it's that's the Walker Ames house behind me. <laughs> And I know that, uh, I mean, I've been there with you when you've had some pretty interesting stuff come through and one clip, one clip (laughs) I want to play is clip number six and we'll, we'll go ahead and play that. And then we'll talk about it on the other side. Okay. Yeah, that was crazy. And you hear me go, what? <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was a ghost box session at the Hastings. I was actually at the Hastings house. Remember the Hastings house in, yep. um, yeah. And Leslie Wright, who's on our team, she um, is a psychic and she got the name Pete. And we kept hearing this smoke alarm go off, beep, beep. And finally I said, Pete, you going to fix that. And it was crazy. He <laughs> says, be here for that. And I mean, it was so clear. I, I, it kind of blew my mind. It was so clear. Yeah, it, it it was just it was a deep voice, and mm-hmm. now do you think that it came through 
the ghost box or do you think it was actually in the physical space of the room? No, it came through the ghost box. Definitely. Because okay. you could hear it. I mean, there, there was some, you know, it's really weird. Depending on your location, you can get a lot of heavy static. It just depends on your location. And in this particular yeah. place, there was static, but it wasn't terrible, you know. But, yeah, that was definitely through the ghost box. We got and, pretty excited over that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, it was it was pretty clear out there. Well, the answer, um, I mean, it answered the question, be here for that. It's like, yeah, okay. Exactly. Um now another one I want to we're gonna we're gonna kind of jump around places here. Okay. <laughs> so that was the Hastings house, and um, we're gonna take a trip somewhere else now. And if we could get clip number eleven, and then we'll talk about it um, on the other side here. So clip eleven. I was so excited when we got that. Oh my god! Tell us, tell us what's in there and and, the, and about this experience. Okay. Well, um, this was my. I decided to go on a Nick Groff tour. I'd never been on one, and this was in Virginia City, and it was at the Piper uh, Opera House. Now. Mark Twain, whose name, real name is Samuel Clemens, used to live and work and write for the newspaper there. And he frequented this opera house. It was kind of one of his hangouts. Uh So my friend and I were in there. It was so crazy. And I said, well, you know, are you, you know, basically, are you here? And you hear yes. And I said, well, Mark Twain, you know, what was your, you know, Samuel Clemens, excuse me, what was your your name you know the name and he says mark twain i kind of blew my mind I, it really did i mean it was like it was one of those moments like what yeah it was I'm, great yeah i mean you're there and it's a place a known place um where he lived and frequented um oh, did, did, now, yeah. now did uh, did anybody else that was with you i mean did they pick that up live too along yes, with my you or did they have here. to go back so it was clear enough yeah she was guys... sitting there with me and we were like going she was speechless and of course i got all excited oh my god yeah it was great yeah amazing that's awesome um but to me that's, that's not coincidental you know sure that's i mean that's sure. just not coincidental folks you know i mean it's not so yeah and <sighs> one of the things that I've picked up over the years and working with you was, um, you know, to have them say certain things like you mentioned earlier, signal, you know, Mm -hmm. or something I have, you know, here in Port Gamble, I will say, because I feel like the long-term residents, quote unquote, they know me by now. They're probably sick of me, Mm -hmm. but you know, they, (laughs) they know me. And so I asked them to say my name along with their answer. And so, you know, and I've actually gotten pretty clear responses like, yes, Pete. Hey, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so that's part of the one of those things you can do if you're um, wanting to eliminate some of the coincidental stuff that can come through is absolutely yeah. ask for a specific word with their answer to your question. If you're asking them, you know, Mm -hmm. questions. You know, another good thing is to stick with yes and no questions. Um, yeah, we've done things like, um, what am I holding in my hand? 
you know, like for instance, you'll have a pen in your hand. They'll say, pen, okay, mm-hmm. what color is this? Yep. You point to a color and they'll, and I've had them actually accurately give me the color a, a number of times. So yeah. that's, that's nice validation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I've asked for my name and I've gotten my name through the ghost box. Who is this? Who, who's this? Oh, this is Mary. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had on uh, some of my tours when we've done just a quick little audio session just to kind of show people what it does and um, where, you know, we we go around the room and inter- each one of us introduce ourselves. Hi, my name is, you know, and then f- during the session, I randomly will point to somebody and say, can you give me their name? Who am I pointing to? And I've actually had those names come through. <clears throat> of who I'm wow, pointing that's to. Great. And um, so I find that pretty interesting too. If anything, it's, I mean, why not go for that kind of evidence if you can, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I try to do. I mean, I really try to get validation and I really want to hear it in real time. I want to hear it in real time. And I would say a little bit over half the time I do, not all the time. So. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, well, let's hear, I'd like to hear another clip. Um, and this clip number eight, and we'll go ahead and play that. And then uh, we'll talk about it on the other side. So clip number eight, please. Okay, Douglas, um, what I need you to do is I need you to say Mary Ellen's name or say your name. Okay, Douglas, um, what I need you to do is I need you to say Mary Ellen's name or say your name. Oh, yeah. I hear Douglas. Yeah. And then, yeah, go, no, go ahead. No, yeah. The, the gentleman speaking was is Bruce Halliday, who is my mentor. He's the one that taught me everything about Ghost Fox. Um, how I met him was I was online, you know, after my husband died, I really got into the afterlife. And uh, I was online looking for looking for someone to help me contact him. And his name came in and it was a free session. And uh, he get, there's a couple more things I got from him, but that came through at the end, Douglas. Um, and then he, then he emails me back and goes, hey, you know. You do are you interested in joining our group? I will teach you how to do ghost blocks. It's like, hey, yeah. So 12 years <laughs> later, here I am. <laughs> He's a great mentor. Great mentor. Yeah, yeah. And and what came through there uh was, you know, where were you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh for all the investigators out there, uh, especially if you're newer to it. Um, one thing that I've I've seen you do over the years, and it's and it's seems to be pretty successful when you're doing an audio session just to simply stop every once in a while and say okay so who's here yeah yeah <laughs> I like to, it's like okay come on <laughs> and you you know you get a response a yeah. good number of times so yeah you know I, I know that, that yeah I know that when you know I'm investigating you know sometimes you get you're you're real focused on you know, a line of questioning and, but sometimes you just got to stop and just be like, okay, so who's here with me? Yeah, you know, exactly. It, you might get an answer because it's an easier question. It like, is. Yeah, you know, it really is. Yeah. It's not, it's not focused on a certain thing that you're trying to see if you can get an answer on. And right. so I've just, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, there's, yeah. there's one clip that I, that I have that I don't have on here for tonight, but um and we were at a place in Kingston and you did that very thing. You said, okay, so who's here? And then there's this woman's voice that just p- clear as day says, 
I am. And it's real slow. Yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> that was a that was a neat place. I love that place. Yeah. So, yeah, gosh, you know, I just I'm I was imp- impressed with uh, the audio um, that you seem to get, and I and I want to ask you about Bill. Um, okay. And you know, you say he's a tech for you. Kind of explain a little bit what that means, and who well, do you think okay. he is? Um. Well, a tech basically is the person or the soul spirit, and you can have more than one, um, that helps monitor the ghost box session, you know, helps helps bring spirits. So let's say, well, I want to speak to Doug, you know, my husband, and he will help help that. He will help initiate that and help them come through. And then he monitors, like, for instance, if I get any nasty spirits that come through and I do, and, you know, they'll tell me, you know, call me nasty names or tell, you know, you hold me with the F word. I'll ask Bill to take them out and take them out. That sounds terrible. But I'll ask Bill, Hey, you know, I know take them out, Bill, but um, he, he'll do that. You know, he'll, uh, you know, I'll say, are they gone? And he'll say, yes, they're gone. So, yeah. you know, Bill's funny, is a funny guy. He's kind of close to the vest. He, he hasn't told me much about himself and I don't think he's going to, <laughs> you know, I right. just, yeah, he's been around for 12 years, though. Sometimes he doesn't come. I think he gets tired of it. Um, but I do have another one, Paul. And then I have a gentleman from India, but I can't I can't pronounce his name. So um, not yet. But, anyways. Yeah, not yet. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I have three. That okay. will come through. I've yeah. just always gotten a kick out of Bill. Um, oh, he's awesome. You know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. or the, hey, can you do this? Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of this little Eeyore. Yeah, 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 this kind of Eeyore kind of voice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good description. I, I've tried that on a public investigation, uh, you know, that I hold here in Port Gamble. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried that before, um, calling to Bill, and one time we did get a yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. it was I said, oh my to- gosh. Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. That's funny. Good, good I didn't believe know it. that. That's funny. You yeah, know, one of my favorite ghost box sessions we had was when we were at the Walker Ains. Remember when I brought you Laylee, my dog? Yes. And you, Laylee used to be part of Team Ops. Uh, she passed away, unfortunately. But remember, we had all those people in the room and we said, well, what color is this dog? And remember, Claire's belt said black because she was all black. That, that was in the morgue. That was, uh, I yes, think that was, it was down in the morgue. It was yeah. down in the morgue here in Port Gamble, yeah. the old morgue. Yeah. And in that, that line of questioning, I think it was kind of a, um, we said, you know, did we bring anything special with us tonight? And That's then I right. think it, it said dog. Yeah, it did. And then yeah. what color is the dog? Black. And she was a black lab mix with mm-hmm. giant. Um, yeah, giant. She, yeah. she was huge. <laughs> she, she was a horse. Um, sweet, gentle giant. She's such a sweet yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, and then I think somebody asked, uh, are you afraid of the animal? And we got a yes response. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, um, you said, are you, should we, you, do you want to speak to somebody else? And then it said my name and Mike's right. name. Oh yeah. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. That was, that was an interest. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting session. That was really cool. I love that. I love that when was you get a really, like that. yeah, that was a really interesting session because it just seemed to be 
you know, it was, it was answering. I don't think, you know, it, it wasn't coincidental because of the, you know, what we were Mm -hmm. asking. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Loved, loved that one. Um, Now, do you find in a lot of places you do get F bombs thrown at you? Oh gosh. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've been called dirty names in Spanish too. So. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, I remember. You know, it's like, oh, go ahead. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. bother me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember in the Walker Ames for, uh, we were doing a ghost box session on the second floor in the Walker Ames um, in the powder room. And remember, this is where that really bad smell. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that. Was that there. Time. And then mm-hmm. there was a guy that was telling you to F off. Uh-huh. And, yep. and then there was, and then somebody coughed from another room Yes, and, and then you had asked, you know, you know, are you sick? You know, what are you sick with? And it said blood lung. Yeah. And it said blood lung. That's right. Yeah. An old term for tuberculosis. Yeah. And I remember I was, that was one of the times where I was legit kind of freaking out inside um, yeah. because of that horrible smell right. that came out of, you know, came out of the basement, <laughs> followed us upstairs. But it followed us around though. That's the weird part. And then the Remember? coughing. Like a couple of yeah, the yeah. coughing, yeah. Yeah, and then the cough. I mean, yeah. I was I was thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, is this going to be like a non-human spirit? Right, uh, exactly. Never, never been in contact with one of those and don't know if I yeah. want to be. Yeah, you know, I sort don't. Of thing. <laughs> Yeah. And then I, I just remember you kept, te- you know, telling whoever this was, you know, quit the swearing, knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I F- don't like that. F you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And then the way, sometimes the way they say it is very, you know, yeah. very explicit, and very forceful. It's like, okay. Yeah. 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 And so you've been, you've been sworn at by the other side in different languages. Oh, yeah. Now you've mm-hmm. also had kind of a creeper experience. On the USS Ooh. Turner Joy, would you be oh. willing to talk about that? Because yeah. it's just I didn't awesome. add that. I did not add that EVP, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know why. To, but I thought, yeah. Oh boy. So um, we were on the Turner Joy, and all the there was only one bathroom open. So the women on the team, every one of us said, "You know, I feel like I'm being watched every time I go to the bathroom." And so we checked it out. You know, we looked for holes in the wall and cameras, couldn't find nothing. So. You know, so every time we went to the bathroom, it was two women at a time. Nobody wanted to go alone, which made sense. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, I'm done. I'm going to find out who this is. So I go, I have to pee. So I go in there with my recorder and I, you know, start to pee and I've got my recorder on and all of a sudden you hear this man go, yeah, it's like, I knew it. I knew there was a pervert in the bathroom. I knew it. I mean, so I could just- not believe it when I heard that. I was like, oh, you jerk <laughs> really? yeah, well, and you didn't hear it at the time though it was when you went back no, and listened to your audio I went right? back out yeah that kind of oh. blew my mind it, it was great to get that validation though it was like i knew there was a pervert in the bath. i knew it i knew we were being watched you know <laughs> yes. and there it was on audio like, oh, yeah well you know i suppose if you know ghosts were people once too if uh they were That's a creep on right. on this side they're maybe a creep on that side. absolutely i believe that yeah i believe so, that. unless they want to change <laughs> yep so uh and this was in bremerton washington uh where the uss turner joy is um interesting location but what an interesting story <laughs> cracks cracks me up every time me. i know it's like 
Yeah, that's probably one of the weirdest things that has happened to me. Yeah, investigating so, all these. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're investigating, don't go to the bathroom by yourself. Apparently, exactly. <laughs> go fast. <laughs> so, um, have you had an ex? What's an experience that you've had that just where you were, you know, maybe kind of freaking a little bit inside? Um, when we we were at the Pantages Theater in Tacoma. And we're, it's a great place. It's really haunted. And we were in the, behind the, uh, the stage where all the dressing rooms were. And this one particular room was supposed to be haunted. And it was one of the musicians that used when musicians, musicians came in, they used it. So okay. I'm standing in the doorway and the door's open. I'm saying, you know, is there anybody here? Can you tell us your name? You know, the usual stuff. And that door slammed right in my face. Like someone came up to the door and just slammed it right in my face. And oh, I'm man. telling you what, I, I was there with another investigator and I hauled ass down that hall, man. I, I didn't think I could run that fast. I felt bad. <laughs> I looked behind me and she's way back. And I turned around and, you know, then we both got together and we went back, you know, but that really startled me. That really kind of, it was a fight or flight sure. reaction. Yeah. I mean, totally physical, deep reaction. I am out of here. I'm always laughing. Uh, you know, if, if I startle my wife, she's more, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a couple of different kinds of people, right? You right. get startled, you turn and run. And then there's the ones that punch you in the face, you know, out oh of, a, out of just, out of just a gut reaction yep. of just to take exactly. a punch. And exactly. so I was just laughing at my wife the other day for, for that, you know, she's the kind that would punch you in the face. Oh, that's you know, funny. And I, and I, I think I would be the kind just like I would just bail out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was oh, surprised God. I did that. But like I said, it was just an automatic. It was a total purely physical automatic thing. It was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but we went back. We went back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, um, so I want to play just a couple more audio clips and then I want okay. to talk to you about some of the theories and things that you think about, you know, what is it that drives okay. you and, you know, kind of where your head's at now in the paranormal field. So okay. um, now you've probably got hundreds of EVPs, I'm guessing, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. So this one is also, I think, from the Hasting House. And if we can get clip number one, and this one also involves you, Laylee, yeah, uh, the, the gen- yeah, the gentle giant. Um, you know, she just a, she was such a sweet dog. <laughs> and she was good at investigating. She really was. You know, she yeah. really. She didn't knock anything over for being 135 pounds and as big as she was. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She never did. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she would kind of, uh, you know, I'm curious, anybody listening out there on Facebook at Let's Talk Radio Facebook page or on the station, uh, WLTKDB.com, has anybody out there used a dog for paranormal investigation? If so, let us know um, if you did and if it was successful, or at least if you think it was successful. Um, but let's go ahead with um, clip number one, and this also involves you, Laylee. Mm-hmm. 
I love that one. So tell us about that one. The the mind-blowing thing about that is that basement is empty. And there's no equipment down there that would make that stomping noise, you know. And the other thing that's interesting is Eulalie had already passed away when we went to the Hastings house. So she'd been gone for almost a year. Um, So... There were reported children in the Hastings house, uh, children's spirits. Um, But yeah, so what we figured, it it really sounded like they were walking. You hear the kids say something at the beginning, then you hear this walking, this stomping almost, and then you hear them call her name. It's kind of was, that was an amazing EVP. I really was like, wow. You know? Yeah. So, so when they, so when you hear the word Eulalie, that was, Mm -hmm. you think that was an EVP. Yeah. I think they that were calling. That was part her. of it. I think oh they gosh. were calling her. Yeah, yeah. I so, do. I mean, she may have been there. I don't know. You never know. You know. Yeah, that makes me think. You know that. I wonder if she was there with you because she's probably always with you. Yeah, um, yeah. I've had psychics tell me that she's around. Like she, she loved to investigate. That dog loved to go on investigation. She loved it. So yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> she did. She did. Yeah. I'd get my equipment out sit it near the front door and she'd go over and sit, sit down next to the equipment. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going, <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> yeah. Where are we going? Mom? Yeah, exactly. where are we going? yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. She's a, she's a real life Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. She's cuter though. <laughs> but that, yeah, <laughs> that, you know, that, that young voice that's in there, the hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, know that it's... is so clear. We got a couple of other EVPs of, children with a similar voice to that yeah but that was amazing to me i was i really liked that evp i thought it was cool yeah yeah and another one um before we shift gears here is is clip number two and this one is a foreign voice but it's it's not the first one i've heard you get with a foreign voice and so Mm -hmm. let's take a listen to clip two and then we'll talk about on the flip side you know typically we don't get activity until like two or three o'clock You know, typically we don't get activity until like two or three o'clock. Yeah. That one's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We we think it was Italian because we got another EVP. I don't think I gave that one to you, but we got another EVP with the same voice saying me a me, which is my love means me a me my love so we think whatever they were saying was in italian but we couldn't i you know we couldn't get it cleared up and i to figure it out but that again was at the pantages theater in tacoma yeah place That's was really awesome. yeah. yeah so yeah, for those who were listening it's you know right after somebody says two or three you know we don't get activity until two or three o'clock you clearly mm-hmm. hear this other voice that's the evp and mm-hmm. it's a a full sentence i mean that's that's a lot harder to get a full sentence. It really is. <laughs> well, we got a full sentence at the doctor's house in Port Gamble. It sounded like the Swedish cook from the, yes. the uh, not the Muppets. Yeah, no, was the Mupp- the Muppet guys? No. Yeah. The yeah. Swedish chef? Yeah, the Muppets. Yeah. That's what he sounded like. I And that was caught when we were just setting up equipment. I had just turned my recorder on. It's really Yeah, bizarre. yeah. So yeah. In, in, in this experience, so there's a house here in Port Gamble that we call the doctor's house because that's where the doctor lived. Uh, and it was the town's hospital for decades um, early on. And you're, yeah, you're literally just turned it on saying testing, you know, like one, two, three, four. 
and there's already somebody talking and the more I've listened to it, there's actually music playing along with it too. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it, and the music sounds like think of world war two newsreel footage, that kind of like patriotic, you know, kind of marching band sort of music that is underneath all of the, the, the vocals that are taking place. And I just find that interesting that there's not only this voice, but there seems to be whatever background noise this person had going on that came through as well. So there's like yeah. this, this music, but yeah, it does sound like the Swedish chef. It sounds like it says herd, 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 a feed is Zane. Yeah. Cracked me up. Of course, herd, I, herd, I had no idea what they were saying. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's a really cool one too. Um, and it's interesting to get, you know, you can, you can get foreign language audio, you know, EVP mm-hmm. or disembodied, you know, anywhere like you're here, you know, in America and you get a foreign language. Well, you can mm-hmm. still even go to Europe and get an English speaking EVP there exactly. too. Yeah. And yeah. You can, we got a German one at, in Manresa, Manresa Castle. We got a German oh, really? and we found someone who, speaks German and the translation was be not afraid. So I thought that was cool. And we were just walking down the hall with equipment. You know, we were like, okay, we're going to go set this up here. And we had our equipment with us. And uh, I always turn my audio recorder on. I have it on all the time. The minute I walk in the door and I've caught some great stuff that way, you know? Yeah. 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 You just, (laughs) I tell people all the time, don't turn your audio off until you go outside to leave. Cause it's those last, it's those first few seconds and those last few seconds where or just standing around bsing where they think you're not listening so they'll they'll say something mm-hmm. and then you know if you have your recorder on there's been times in the walker ames house here where as soon as all the gears turned off then you hear something from the top of the stairs on the second yeah. floor <laughs> dang it <True. laughs> it's like nah, 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 nah. yeah yeah. Like. yeah well uh you know, uh, let's shift gears here and let's spend a little bit of time on, you know, kind of where you're, where's your head at in the paranormal field now? What have you been working on and, and what have you been thinking about? Well, I, I've been, you know, since I started in the, doing this paranormal investigating research, I really, my whole thoughts about the paranormal have changed. You know, initially I thought, well, when you die, you go someplace the other side and you become this, you know, enlightened being immediately, you know, as I didn't think much past that, but I realized now that's not true. It's like you said earlier, if they're a butthead over here, they're going to be a butthead over there unless they want to change. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I, yeah. I really believe that. I do believe that, mm-hmm. but I've been doing a lot of, okay. So I'm a science nerd. I'll admit it. So I've been doing a lot of reading about quantum physics and you, you've been seeing that seems to be the buzzword these days yep. in the paranormal you yep. know quantum bigfoot quantum yep. in the, and spirits so i've been doing a lot of reading about quantum physics and um and a lot of things a lot of people are different what their theories on ghosts are you know some people think definitely think there's spirits of the dead mm-hmm. some people think they're remnants of the past okay some people say there's no such thing or it's all in our heads and, and actually some people think that they're interdimensional which okay. is right, kind of right I've never thought much about that, but I can see where that makes sense. So, you know, 
I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of reading on quantum physics, and there's all these, there's a couple of theories that have come out that kind of have blown my mind. So I'm just going to talk about them briefly. Yeah. And I hope, I hope it makes sense. So, um, the Who first cares one if it doesn't? About, Who cares if it doesn't, Mary? <laughs> and Fine. for the scientists out there, <laughs> I apologize. I am not a physicist. Okay. So this is what I'm gleaning from this stuff. So, but you know, the first thing is um, Higgs boson. Um, so mm-hmm. that was discovered by two physicists at the Swedish CERN collider in about 2011, 2012. Right. So um, what it is, the Higgs fields, it's an energy field that exists everywhere. And the boson is the carrier, so it carries whatever particles, atoms, whatever, because we're made up of all this type of different atoms and subatomic particles and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as the particles pass through them, whether they're mass or massless, the boson, the Higgs field will either change the mass or change the masslessness to a form. Okay, so I'm going, whoa, that's pretty weird. Okay, okay. so. Okay, so then there is this group of scientists, doctors, and MIT guys uh, at the University of Arizona that have been studying something called orchestrated objective reduction. Okay, that's okay. a big hairy name. What the hell the heck is that? <laughs> so um, they're saying that human consciousness, which they think is the soul, exists in both matter and energy in the brain neurons. And they've been doing research on this. And that in the deeper level, if there's microtubules in the brain, there's actually quantum vibrations. And that they think it's possible that these, this quantum energy vibrations can leave the brain in form of a quantum energy. So my feeling is, is this the human soul? You know, is this the spirit? Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, so, I mean, these are the things that have been going through my mind. So, and then the last, yeah, yeah go I, ahead. No, just, so it's, that's almost like that would be the tangible part of the yes, human exactly. soul, basically. Yeah. Okay. And they're actually see, doing research on, you know, these microtubules where they can actually measure these quantum field vibrations, evidently. And then the other one that I, a lot of people heard of is the 21 grams. And mm-hmm. that's evidently the amount of weight that the human body loses at the time of death. Now there's been people that have actually, de- you know, said other uh, scientists said, oh, this is baloney, you know, so you're always going to find people that are going to come out with something, sure. uh, di- you know, opposite of what you think. Right. So, so, so think about this when all the brain activity ceases, you're dead. Okay. That's it. You're mm-hmm. dead. Okay. Now in 2009, there's a study done by the journal of palliative study they monitored the patient's brain waves before and after death. So, of course, they noticed decreased brain activity. They had an EEG going at death. Then right. there was a transient spike in the EEG. So they're going, okay, well, where the heck is this coming from? Is this the 21 grams? So the question is, and this house is tied to Higgs-Boson. So the question is, this energy signal that they're picking up on the EEG, is this energy that's picked up by Higgs boson and given mass, you know, right. Is that it? Is this the moment that, that like um, quantum consciousness in the brain microtubules is converted to, to massless energy and leaves the body. And there's the weight of the 21 grams. So it's really crazy because you think about it and it's like, is this conversion of mass less energy to matter? Is that a manifestation of an apparition? Is this the spirit of a dead person? I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows. So that those are the kind of crazy things I've been thinking about. <laughs> I know. You know, I it's, mean it's, it's not crazy, Mary. I, I think it's really 
it's interesting and I hope that the research continues on that. I mean, it has to. It is. It is because the thing that fascinates me, like I said, I'm really into science and, you know, I've got that medical science background. So this helps me really reconcile some of my thoughts and doubts Mm -hmm. about the paranormal, you know, the fact that research is being done in this and there's some beginning to be, okay, well, look at this, look at this energy field. This energy field will impart mass to massless energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we you, can't, energy, you can't destroy energy. You can't no, destroy energy. Can't, you can just change it. No. Yeah. 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 You can so, just change it. So if you kind of put all those things together, you're kind of getting an idea. Well, you know, is this a, like a conscious singularity? Is that a spirit? Mm-hmm. You know, is that our consciousness? Is consciousness our soul? Is that our spirit? I, I think it is, personally. You know. And, yeah. And then in the part with the, with the EEG and the spike, the spike that happens is after proclaimed death right yeah yeah absolutely yeah Hmm. i'm not sure how long you know the study i was reading the study and some of these studies you you can die reading them but but (laughs) i'm not quite sure how long you know i sometimes i just i read this stuff and i'm just i just have to put it down and walk away because it blows my mind and it it really does (laughs) well and you know maybe we're not supposed to understand everything you know maybe we're not supposed to yet yeah, um, but I, but I think physics is going to prove the pair the afterlife one day. It may not yeah. be in our lifetime, but the work they're doing with this field, Higgs field, and yeah. the whole idea of how energy is changed in this field—I mean, that's a that's a game changer right there. You know. Yeah, and and I hope that there's there's some crossover and teamwork with um, parapsychologists. And, you know, the study of survival of death and how does that, you know, kind of intertwine? Is there, is there some ways that, um, you know, that stuff just fits together nicely to where Mm -hmm. it might give some sort of explanation? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that, you know, furthering study of ESP and. um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like you're saying, you know, with when you see a spirit, is that the matter, you know, an energy becoming matter for that time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And is it caused by this field? So, I mean, you can go back and go, wow, is this what this is? You know, I so think I guess, they have a long way to go to prove it. So I guess it, we need, I guess we need to invent a Higgs field meter. <laughs> <laughs> Right, something like the Ghostbusters had, you know, so that weird thing that sucked the ghost in or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just fascinating. I mean, I, I, I'll never see it in my lifetime. I'll, I'll hear about it on the other side, I'm sure. But and they already got sure. it figured out over there. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 Now it, let me let me ask you this then. So, you know, there's uh, uh, what you were just talking about. You know, when we die, yeah. the 21 grams thing, possibly. Mm-hmm. So let's take it a step further. So you're gone and your, your, your energy, your 21 grams has exited the body. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you think it's straight to the light or what do you think happens to our soul after the, after the exit from the body? What's, well, what's, what's your thinking? I can tell you from personal experience because I had a near death experience. So I kind of oh, know. You did. 
Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, and everybody has a bit of a different experience, but one of the common threads you hear is that people feeling, um, you know, not having a body and being part of a light, that's like, or the tunnel, you know, that is two of the biggest things. So I think that, I think people just, I don't know, I'm not sure where we go, to be honest with you, but I, I think it's, it's almost like a universal consciousness, maybe, you know, sure. if, the, if that field is an energy field that can hold matter or change matter, mm-hmm. um, it could be, you know, I don't know. We just, we question. just don't know enough. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> and maybe we're not no. supposed, maybe we're not supposed to. Um, in, in my last episode um, with Nicole Strickland from the Afterlife Chronicles, we kind of touched on um, possibly um you know like kind of like how beetlejuice might be correct oh god i hope not that's funny yeah get in line buddy yeah 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 you know that there's like a way station Mm -hmm. and you know um i've talked about leslie flint recordings uh before and you know it's he was found to do some hoaxing hoaxing but some of the stuff he did could not be explained and the society of psychical research was involved with investigating him and they did find some things that led to hoax that may lead to hoaxing but at the same time there was a lot that they couldn't explain and some of the some of the supposed spirits that came through in his sessions talked about like a way station and it just to me, it, listening to those recordings, it just, it felt kind of right. Okay. And to where we kind of, I think our family comes and takes us to your loved ones or uh, in Doug's case, his dog came to, yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe to that. guide yeah. him maybe to these kind of way stations where we kind of get acclimated to being in that form. You know, uh, I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So with my near death experience, I did, I did walk down the lot, you know, down the light and there were people around and um, I was kind of passed over by a hummingbird. So that's a long story, but um, it was uh, interesting because I remember talking to these people and telling them, of course, that I had to go back because it was a mistake. (laughs) I have to go back. It's a mistake. But no, I think that's a good point. You know, I think they're very likely. So that there are ways. Or maybe, yeah. Or maybe beyond the light is where you kind of, there you go to this kind of way station where it's they give you the tools to download everything you need to um you know whatever information that may be and you know i guess we'll never really know until Mm -hmm. we each take that journey ourselves absolutely yeah (laughs) but it's certainly fun speculating though oh yeah doug (laughs) told me that he he uh because he was so ill before he died that he had gone to that he rested for he said that I, I had to rest for a while you know once he got there like getting rejuvenated you know uh it was I you never did quite understand that but I kind of mm-hmm. when I think about it that's what I think you know you, yeah. you get the understanding you get the rest and then you move on to somewhere else I guess I don't know yeah yeah and I've I've been kind of using the analogy of um kind of and this speaks to kind of the rejuvenation and, and the rest mm-hmm. is yeah going through the light is like the soul's car wash and I love it. Yeah. And you get, you know, it, it, it cleans everything off of you. That's dirty on your soul. 
your regrets, your Mm -hmm. health issues, your stress about money or whatever it might be that held you down and weighted you down in life. The like is like the car wash that scrubs it off of you and sprays it off of you. And then you get a good blow dry at the end and Mm -hmm. you're ready to be a spirit. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that analogy. That is great. Well, you know, that's just kind of what I, what I've gathered, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and doing readings and and for people over the years. Um, and, and I'm sure that that will change, you know, like how you've thought about the paranormal, that it changes over time, your, your perspective on it. And, you know, just what, from what you learn, you know, your beliefs can change. Yeah. And And it's so funny because when Doug, before he died, he didn't, he believed it, but it wasn't hundred percent. And then I had a visitation (laughs) from him and the first thing out of his mouth, he looked at me with that look and he goes, just like this, I know something you don't know. It's like, and my, what he was telling me, he knew about the afterlife. He knew stuff that I did not know. Of course it was like, (laughs) I want to know that. Well, you didn't want to listen when you were here. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I was right. (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you should have said well see i'm always right (laughs) yeah there you go dang (laughs) that's what you should have said i should have Uh, said that next time missed opportunity (laughs) yeah gosh well um well i'm going to take just a couple minutes to um talk about a few things coming up and uh and and to promote things and i think I hope we've given some people some really good things to think about because I think yeah, there's a lot of good so. thought provoking stuff that we're talking about. And I appreciate you sharing that. Oh, um, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. So coming up soon um, at the end of March, the whole last week of March, there's the Oregon ghost conference and it's going to be virtual. So no matter where you're listening from out there um, you can attend you can do this from the comfort of your own home there's it's going to be a whole week of activity stuff going on every day um and it usually takes place in seaside and the director rocky smith will be in seaside and for that week and i'm lucky enough to get him on march 23rd during ghost week on the show here uh 8 p.m to 10 p.m pacific time and we're going to be talking all things Oregon Ghost Conference. And so that's coming up. Check out OregonGhostConference.com or, uh, you know, look them up on Facebook and you can see what's going to be going on. It's going to be an action-packed week. Um, I love going to this conference and I love going just virtually. Um, and hopefully next year we can all have in-person conferences. But Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, so that's coming up. So definitely check out OregonGhostConference.com. And I'll have the conference director, uh, Rocky Smith, on March 23rd during Ghost Week. And so you can find out about everything going on. And make sure you follow the event uh, moving forward, too. And then, of course, we've got the Port Gamble Ghost Conference, November 5th yeah, through yeah. 7th. And fingers crossed, uh, we'll be able to do an in-person one here in Port Gamble, even if it's a limited capacity um i'm exploring doing kind of a hybrid where people who still want to attend virtually um, can still be in and see the speakers and attend you know have the capability to attend a class virtually uh even if there is in-person conferences so um looking into all that but uh that'll be november 5th through 7th and as always 
Um, anybody out there listening, if you have a conference that you love to go to every year, uh, don't be shy. Tell us about it. Go to WLTKDB.com. Get on the station chat during the show. And I'm more than happy to mention that ghost conference because they're really important to go to and support. Um, you can really uh, meet some great people and share some experiences. So anybody listening out there or you can comment on Facebook, let me know what your favorite conference is, uh, no matter where you're coming from um, across the pond or here in the States or up in Canada or in Mexico, if you have a ghost conference, you love, I'll be happy to mention it for you. But, um, so those are two conferences that are coming up. And, um, so I'm just really looking forward to those. Um, and, uh, I'll give a shout out to the, to my band too, steady rock cosmonaut, because gosh, it's been a year (laughs) since we've played. Um, we look forward to playing live again. And, uh, we even thought about trying to pump binaural waves under our music during a show. And we're trying to figure oh, out how to do that cool. to see what it would do. <laughs> you should, you should do it. Hopefully it doesn't make everybody go crazy. Hopefully it's in a good I'll go way, into but... a trance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hypnotize everybody. No, yeah. uh, but a shout out to the guys in, in steady rock cosmonaut and, uh, you know, check all uh, thanks for supporting the show. And if you haven't yet, uh, Let's Talk Radio has an online store. You can get some Let's Talk Radio merch. Just go to the website, wltkdb.com, and click on the merch page. And uh, it'll take you right there. You can get some cool stuff there. And thank you all so much for supporting the show. And many, many thanks for Mary Bethune for coming on with me tonight. It's been oh, a pleasure. you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's always fun to talk, talk paranormal with you and, uh, you, you know, all your experiences. Thank you for sharing all those. Um, Ooh. and you know, if Eulalie comes around, give her a pet for me. I will. <laughs> She's a sweet dog. <laughs> and you, her. you enjoy well, your, your new rascals. Yeah. I'm going to train her too. She's going to be our next, uh, ghost uh, invest dog investigator your next, yeah. yeah your next scooby zuzu <laughs> scooby zuzu thank you Pete, for having me on I, I was really honored that you asked me to come on and I really oh of course it. It oh, a lot well, of fun. Th- thank you very much i really appreciate it and thanks to uh todd bates and haunted voices and the family here at uh, let's talk radio and i leave every show uh with a toast because i think it's important to remember and i hammer it in all the time uh, the, the past is history, the future's a mystery, but today's a gift because it's the present. That's from me to Mary to all the listeners out there. Don't forget to take time and uh, live in the present, be here now, and we'll see you next week. And I'll be announcing a guest later this week for next week's show next Tuesday on the Paranormal Pete Show. I'm your host, Pete Orbea, signing off. We'll see you next week. Bye.